In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first re registration and was taken with Curnius, was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone through them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. God's grace, love, joy be with you all tonight on this Christmas Eve. Amen. My nativity set at home only has one shepherd. But Luke tells us there were shepherds living in the fields in that region near Bethlehem. We will never know how many there were that night, but I'm sure, I hope, it was a little community supporting each other as they roamed the fields, protecting and keeping each other in the unspectacular work of tending sheep. And thank goodness they had each other on the night when out of the deep blue sky an angel of God came out of nowhere and stood before them, light pouring down from heaven, which was both magnificent and terrifying enough to shake them from their routine. They listened, tried to take it all in, Glad they were together to affirm that this was actually happening and not a dream. And then the miracle happened. They turned to each other and said, and Luke quotes, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. 
and they went with haste. They clocked out of shepherding to do this thing that the angel told them to do. This was it. Go, see, and then tell what you have heard. And this wasn't an easy request for these shepherds because they were held under the same census that Joseph and Mary came to Bethlehem for. It would have been safer for them to stay in the fields, away from Emperor Augustus and his regime, and not enter the city where they could be seen and taxed even more. Yet they still went. They held this divine message that needed to be delivered, and God entrusted this little community of shepherds to do it. And somehow they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, just as the angel had said. And so there they were, coming unannounced, awkwardly interrupting the baby's first feeding, to tell Mary that this angel came down from heaven in the middle of a field with news of great joy. They said, the baby that you just birthed is the Savior, the Messiah. You see, those shepherds needed to share that they too were in on how God was entering the world. And thank goodness, because Mary and Joseph needed to hear what the shepherds had to tell them. Mary had been carrying not only a baby in her belly, but the reality that she was birthing God's son. She was living only on a promise and had to trust every day that the next thing would come to tell her that this is actually real because there was no playbook for what was happening to her. It had been a scrappy nine months of waiting and trusting that she would be given what she needed. And now here she is again in an unexpected place, circumstances that she didn't choose, away from home, because some emperor is ordering people around to ensure that he can squeeze as much money as he can out of them. So Mary is having her baby in some strange stable or cave without a midwife or a mother by her side, questioning all of this. And then strangely, these shepherds affirm that God hasn't given up on the plan. And in fact, she's holding the divine in her arms. The next thing comes to remind her that she's not alone in this life. And Luke tells us that everyone who heard the shepherd's story were amazed. And Mary kept pondering in her heart the frailty of these divine encounters coming through unexpected people. It doesn't sound like the shepherds stayed very long. And then they returned to their fields, clearly changed, at least for the moment, glorifying God for all that they had heard and seen. And that's it from the shepherds. They never take the headlines again. They lived out their call and would forever be noted in this story of God coming into this world even thousands of years as we hear tonight. The angel of God found them on their night shift 
and they heeded the call. Mary needed them to continue her call, and they were a piece of the ongoing story of God day by day and person by person. I have really doubted over these last couple of years. I have questioned God's presence in the tangly mess of COVID, not being able to gather as we have needed the racial trauma and injustice, the breaking apart of how we do church, school, work, and life. And now looking back, I can see more clearly how the divine light of hope was passed person by person to make known that God has not given up on this world. Like Mary, it's a scrappy process. So risky for God to trust us as imperfect humans full of strong opinions and doubtful hearts. Yet God chooses this way literally baby steps to bring his love and mercy into the world. This is how Christ is born. We are all busy. It is right and fair to say that you're not able to heed the often unexpected invitation that comes to you to go to see and to tell what God reveals. There are so many demands and distractions. And yet, what would it mean to simply say yes? I will go. I will contribute. And to know what you carry is not your own. What you give is not your own, but God's. And you are sharing it with someone who so needs to hear or receive that God hasn't given up on them or the world just yet. You become a bearer of the light, a daily deliverer of the divine, the carrier pigeon of God's favor. You become a part of the story. And so maybe the gift that you are meant to open tonight is a permission slip of God given to us to pause the work so that we can witness to God in the here and now. You don't need to quit your job. Your work will still be there, or maybe this is your work. And you will know that you are a part of how God is being born into this world. You see, here is the news of great joy. God doesn't miss the small things, the daily encounters of grace. God gets in the details and simple requests. These are a part of how God enters this world. The shepherds could have said no or not now, and we would have not heard the story that we just read. And I'm sure the odds of a no were more probable than a yes, and yet God still took the risk. His grace breathing life, bringing light into a weary, fragile world. And God still takes the risk of becoming human and coming down into this world. And that's why you're here, I think. 
That's why we make a big deal out of tonight, why we light every candle, sing every song, set out the nativity set piece by piece, because we need to hear that this story is true and that we have a place in it. The wise mentors in my life, when I am overwhelmed or underwhelmed, trying to figure out what I should do, simply have said, Beth, do the next thing. I bristle at this advice. It is so mundane and practical. Shouldn't this life be filled with decisions that require overthinking and high hurdles to jump? It doesn't sound like it tonight. God is acting in the next thing, calling everyday people, coming to remote fields in a community of shepherds so the message can be shared with the world. Oh, holy night. In all your high hopes for 2022, just be a shepherd. And what if we at Mount Olivet Lutheran Church of Plymouth did just that? Be a shepherd. Stop in the moment. Listen to what God is calling us to do. Go do it. Share it and return with a little glory to God, trusting that if it happened once, it can happen again. What if we don't overthink it? We just trust that the story is unfolding person by person, held in the grace of a God who cannot stay away, who is here just now to be with us. Christ is born. Say yes and just go. Amen. <laughs>